0: Hi, I'm Hannah. I'm Don. And this is our nostalgic deep dive
1: into okay. KISS. Before we start, we just want to give a content warning for homophobia and weight-related issues. If this episode isn't for you, we'll be bringing out plenty more episodes on Jacqueline Wilson's books that you can have a listen to once they're out. Sylvie and Carl have been friends since they were tiny.
0: They've always played together and called each other boyfriend and girlfriend. They even have a magical fantasy world that belongs to them alone. But as they become teenagers, things begin to change. Carla's a new friend, Paul, who's taken all his attention. Sylvie can tell his feelings have changed, but can she guess that are the true reasons behind it all? A moving and delicately handled treatment of first love and first heartbreak from the best-selling award-winning Jacqueline Wilson.
1: I feel like that's a good blurb. Yeah, you know what? <laughs> that isn't <laughs> like, bad. Compared to some of the ones from the girls' series, like that, that actually says what's happened. It sums it up. Yeah, so I'm excited for this. <laughs> I'm I... so excited. <laughs> think that this is i don't want to say a perfect book because it isn't i genuinely really enjoyed it mm-hmm. and i think with some really minor changes it would be an incredible book i completely agree i think this will
0: be our most positive review because i don't know like i feel like this book i actually genuinely enjoyed reading and there wasn't parts of it where i was kind of, like there yeah. was obviously parts that were disappointing but definitely less so yeah. than other books yeah. that we've really done like-
1: it didn't feel tiring to read. be a bit harsh for the books we <laughs> read, but it, I really enjoyed the reading process. And you know I was going to like it. I remember liking it when I was younger. Yeah, it's from 2007, which is the most recent book that we've covered. And you can also really tell because they have phones. Yeah,
0: definitely. And like, yeah, I feel like this book, I definitely think there was parts of it that were out of date, as always. But some parts of it, I was like, yeah, you know what? You, yeah. You're kind of onto something there, Jacqueline. Like, well done. <laughs> do you remember how you felt the first time you read I this think, book and like when that was then?
1: You know, I feel like this was the first book of hers that I actually bought. Mm-hmm. Or maybe it was in my school library. I was definitely in primary school. I remember that. And it was the first time I'd read a book with like a non-straight character in it. I remember that for definite. And yeah. I do just remember really enjoying it, which is why I have like going into it i just remember that i had positive memories attached to it but i couldn't really remember what happened specifically i just remembered obviously the glass element and yeah liking it what about you yeah i remember reading it like really early on as well i
0: honestly i didn't remember anything from this book at all i just remember like having it in my room so yeah. I, knew, I know i know must have liked it but i must have just repressed yeah. that part no but it was it was a it's a it's a good book i Mm. I probably would have really liked it at the time and i I don't feel that differently Um, now i still like it
1: there's one thing that we need to talk about which is the fact we got an email yes we got an email from k kelly who gave us some really insightful info about her opinion on love lessons because she read love lessons when it came out yeah she basically just confirmed that it was out of touch then as well (laughs) Which yeah. is always nice. It's <laughs> nice to hear that what we say makes sense. Yeah, it was really nice to get an email from someone just
0: to like Thank let you. us know. We do really it. Thank you. We really
1: appreciate it. Of course, if you want to send us an email, then please do. Um, we'd love to hear from anyone. Yeah. Did you read any reviews? Um, I've read a few, and honestly, it's got
0: more positive reviews mm. than the other books, which I'm not surprised. There's obviously a few bad ones. See, some people are saying, um, like, um, people who are rereading it are saying, I I didn't enjoy it as much as I did when I first read it when I was a kid, and I was like, oh, I don't know, it's it's not as bad as the other ones that we've reread. Other people had been saying that um, they liked, like, the glass Mm -hmm. world fantasy of it and how that sort of comes into play with the actual characters, which I agree with. People were saying the plot of Kiss is pretty predictable. I don't know. I think this book was definitely. I, felt, I, felt, I don't know, I felt this quite different from other books. I think there was yeah. definitely some repetition to our other books, but like having an LGBT character, having, I don't know, like not something absolutely mental happen <laughs> at the end as well. <laughs> I don't know, I mean that's been the pattern yeah. of all the other books we've done. There's, there's been like something really absurd yeah. and like mental that happens, and I don't know,
1: maybe that's what makes it less yeah, predictable I to mean, us. <laughs> I guess it's predictable in a way, like anyone reading it would know about Kyle's sexuality like within a couple of chapters I would say but I don't think it's meant to have like loads of twists in it and stuff I think it's just it's meant to be more about their relationship and how it's changed yeah definitely I kind of like
0: that to be honest I like the focus on the characters I mean there was definite faults with it but I do like how the relationship between like the two main characters is discussed and it doesn't seem too repetitive, whereas I feel like, relating back to the books we've just been covering, like, the girls series, obviously that was covering the friendship of the three friends. I felt like it was getting a bit repetitive Mm -hmm. with all the things they were saying. I feel like with these two characters, you could definitely see their relationship changing.
1: I agree. I read a really interesting negative review, I don't know if you read it. Okie dokes. Saying that Jacqueline Wilson's books are, like, I mean, they're not for girls, but there's more girls reading them probably than boys, but the first time that she introduces, like, an LGBTQ character, it's a boy and it's not the main character. Yeah. Which I suppose it's an interesting point. Like, like, the experience of not being straight isn't from the main character's point of view. It's from the main character's best friend's point of view. It doesn't help people who are going to be in that situation because you don't really know what Carl's going through until the end. Yeah, and it could be hard she's, to relate um, to. She's brought out a book this year. Where the main character is gay so so she has she has since written a book with a a gay main character which is good but yeah i just thought it was an interesting point it wasn't one that i really considered because i didn't think that it made the book worse or anything
0: maybe it would have made the book a bit more relatable and would have had a bit more it would have been a bit more helpful to people going through like the same sort of things as Carl,
1: like if they could hear from his point of view um the only other bad thing that i got from reviews was people just saying that sylvie was a bad main character and that she was selfish and clingy she does say some things where i'm like oh god that's not true sylvie (laughs) (laughs) but like for the most part i do i do really like her um i think she's she's good she's funny she's a good friend what more can you want yeah like she wasn't Uh, Like to compare
0: with the other main characters we've looked at, she wasn't, she definitely was not the worst (laughs) character we've had to read. Like, it wasn't, it didn't feel majorly tiring to read from her perspective. It was, I think it was, it was definitely like a bit different to read from her perspective in this book because, like you said, we haven't sort of seen this sort of situation before.
1: Chapter 1, Sylvie and Carl are next door neighbours who have been best friends forever. They share a private, elaborate fantasy world together named glass World, as Carl has a large glass collection in his garden. They now go to different schools and Sylvie notices that recently, Carl isn't as enthusiastic about playing imaginary games with her. Sylvie's mom also thinks she's getting too old to be playing glass World and suggests she tries to make some new friends. She does have a friend called Lucy at school but she's a bit of a wet lettuce and Carl hates her. In the toilets at school, Sylvie overhears the most popular girl in the year, Miranda, talk about sex with her friends. They tease Sylvie and assume that she doesn't know the facts of life, but Sylvie tells them that actually she does have a boyfriend. Miranda is impressed and invites both Sylvie and Carl to her house that night. I don't know if we want to start with the good or the bad. We'll start start with the good. The first thing I noticed, I do like it. It's repetitive, but I do like it. Jacqueline Wilson's Mm -hmm. use of imaginary things, characters, worlds, kingdoms, this is I think the most heavy like imaginary land focused book of hers we've read so far like Ellie had Myrtle Mouse and Ellie the Elephant but Carl and Sylvie have like a cinematic universe of characters and (laughs) places and stuff yeah and straight away we learn that this is like something they're very serious about. like they're planning on writing a book, and they have they're in the process of writing a book, which I really liked because it it's something that they have in common that they're both genuinely passionate about, and we see that, yeah, completely. I
0: um, I really liked uh, the references to the like the glass world. I think all the descriptions used to prove throughout the entire book were beautiful as well. like really nice descriptions. Yeah. And also, like, I think that helped show one of, like, Jacqueline Wilson's... I think one of her favourite themes she's shown in the teenage books, which is, like, the transition of being, like, a child and turning into a teenager. Because she obviously is kind of suggesting that Carl is transitioning to the, the sort of the teenager before Sylvie is. And I, I, like, I like the theme. I like the way that she kind of shows emotions around it. Because, like, I feel like it's kind of relatable. Because obviously when you're, like... What like twelve thirteen? You can like other people are like maturing before you, and like it's like letting go of like the games and stuff because like there's the whole idea of like oh they're writing a book or they're just playing a game that she kind of talks about in the first yeah. chapter. Kind of like reminiscent of um Ellie and the Dean in the Girl series to me mm-hmm. at the beginning, like when they're on their own, they kind of go into their own little world of being a bit younger again. I thought it was really wholesome. Yeah.
1: It's really interesting what you just said about um like how Carl is kind of maturing faster than Sylvie. Like her her mum in the first chapter is like, oh, maybe you should like, maybe stop. (laughs) Stop playing imaginary games. And she's like, why would I want to do that? The other thing, the other kind of main thing in this chapter is that Sylvie and Kyle have gone to different schools now and maybe because of this, they're not as close as they used to be. And I really like this line where Sylvie's talking about how she kind of tries to telepathically communicate with Carl while he's at school. If he ever tried to send me similar messages, I didn't pick them up, though I waited tensely enough, eager and alert, which suggests that it's not like Carl is closed off from Sylvie. Maybe Sylvie also is changing in a way that isn't compatible with Carl anymore. Like they both can't get through to each other.
0: Yeah, I think it was ruined really well that whole kind of dynamic between um Carl and Sylvie have had this friendship for so long so there's so much like pressure on it, I guess. And you can see how hard Sylvie tries to like rekindle a yeah. friendship and make it like just as good as it was when they were kids, and there's so many references to that. But I feel like it was it was really relatable, and it was I don't know. I really liked it. I thought that was something that you could like feel Sylvie's like emotions yeah, definitely. through. Definitely,
1: like it was quite heartbreaking at some points. Like kind of the effort that she goes to to try to get him to love her as much as she loves him. All the other good things I've got are related to Miranda. Same, same. <laughs> Oh my god, Miranda, where do I be? What character? I feel like Miranda is what Magda
0: should have been or could have been. 110%, that is exactly what I've got written down. Like, <laughs> the, I really liked, I don't know if you got this, but in some of the other Jacqueline Wilson books we've been looking at, every single time we're introduced to a character that we're meant to deem like attractive or really yeah. pretty, there's always the association of them being really thin that's always brought up or the being really thin but still yeah. curvy oh the, and they like have to be like and really really mm. pretty and i liked that um it said like she was the girl i've longed to look like but she wasn't really pretty and she wasn't even ultra slim and that kind of sort of like connotation that what made her attractive to people so what made her people want to be like her is a confidence yeah. i think and i liked that i liked that it wasn't a fascination on a weight or a looks, even it, it's kind of how she carries
1: herself in like, confidence. Yeah, yeah. I, I mean, parts of me were like, oh my God, she's awful. And parts of me were like, oh my God, she's incredible. <laughs> like, yeah, the, the bit where she, she puts beads and ribbons in her hair for like no reason just because it goes against school uniform. Loved it. I love that she has this little gang of friends and then she just doesn't actually like them like she just hangs around with them like i know to take the mick out of them
0: yeah don't you <laughs> the like,
1: this character is so over the top it's so unrelatable no 13 year old girl would act like as crazy as miranda does and then apparently he's like all right okay i'm suspending my disbelief but because she's such so, like i can visualize her like the things she says her attitude the fact that everyone's obsessed with her yeah i totally see
0: it i don't know if you kind of got this vibe as well like it's not really a good mm-hmm. thing
1: but i also felt
0: like i'd understand miranda's character and i'd kind of get who she was and then she'd do something totally unrelated and inconsistent <laughs> or say something completely wacky and then i was like oh god she is <laughs> like she's completely doesn't make any en- like doesn't make any sense at all
1: literally but i think the thing is with Magda, like, it just fell short of being that ridiculous that you just had to go along with it. Miranda does things in this book that are not nice to Sylvie. It, they're so just out there that you're like, right, okay. And then so, to be fair, Sylvie always calls her out. It's not It's yeah, not Ellie she does. where Ellie was just getting, like, emotionally trampled on by her friends and then she, like, would make up to them anyway. But yeah, the like straight away the minute that she was introduced, I was like, Yeah, this is this is gonna be another Magda character but then it kinda subverted my expectations because she was better than that.
0: Yeah, I much preferred her to
1: Magda. She wasn't just like an attractive, confident, in quotes, character that served only to fancy boys and be mean to Sylvie. Mm-hmm. She actually had some depth about her which I really did like. Yeah, that's all the that's all the good I've got um so for bad what do you have for bad if i'm
0: going bad literally i've got so much repetition from the first chapter that i just okay. want to touch on <laughs> from other books so i when i read the first chapter it was like i hate lunch times and i read it and i was like why does that sound familiar <laughs> and i was like oh it's because like love lessons started with i hate my dad and i was like that's such a strange <laughs> thing like starting two of your teenage books with i hate mm. i don't know just very nitpicky yeah. but i just thought it was interesting that they started in the exact same ways and then other things that i guess that just reminded me of things was again with the magda situation Um, literally described as having magenta hair reminded me of magda pretty much looks the exact same as magda and then um the other thing i just got that was repetition to me is (laughs) when she's describing Carl, she says he has hair that flops over it, oh yeah oh god right this is repetition but it also you know when she's describing yeah. Carl to miranda and all them she like goes on this proper spiel and says like oh his hair flops over his forehead when it needs cutting he doesn't bother with, with his clothes and yet he always looks just right like kind of cool and relaxed and i was like if someone said to me <laughs> describe your boyfriend is this really what you're saying like it <laughs> just
1: i don't know i just it bothered oh, me a lot. Anna, I know exactly what you mean. Right? <laughs> it was making me howl. <laughs> she speaks about Carl in this book is absolutely ridiculous. Like I understand she loves him. Like there was two specific instances of it. The first one is when she's like, "Jake's got a good voice, but Carl's voice is so pure, it makes me want to cry." <laughs> and then oh, the one where, we, where she's like. I'm quite good at baking, but I'm nowhere near as good as Carl is. <laughs> and I was like, right, okay, be... There must be something you think Carl's bad at over the top. Like, I know I know she loves him. And I think she shows that she loves him in a lot like more subtle and clever ways than than just like fawning over every single thing that he does. Yeah, from for my bad, the text talk was <laughs> oh my god i don't know if it was bad or brilliant like i miss you (laughs) you being you talk to me see you in gh tonight (laughs) oh my god that
0: bothered me it took me a while because on on the thing i was reading it on i could barely translate it i was like what does
1: that mean (laughs) (laughs) yeah like i know i know it was 2007 i know people used to actually talk like that i think but yeah it just seemed really funny to me like yeah, the other bad was the fact that the repetition r- randomly. She says preposterous twice in the first chapter. Mm-hmm. Like of all words to repeat, preposterous. Yeah, it was preposterous, and um, I don't know if you're picking on this as well. Blowing a kiss.
0: I think blowing a kiss was said about sixteen times in the smoke. <laughs> I actually didn't. Um, it was. I know it's preposterous, and it was blowing a kiss. I was like, and it's before such weird things as well jewels is giving sylvie a pancake and before she hands her the pancake she blows a kisser and i was like what <laughs> what do you mean though it was used so randomly through the book i i
1: didn't understand it at all yeah i i didn't notice but that, that's an interesting point Oh, um, the only other i didn't get any yikes i don't think but the only other bad thing i got was um again Repetition of a character having this celebrity like status like everyone, everyone's like attitude to Miranda is unrealistic. Like, as much as I love Miranda, <laughs> I've got to say, the fact that she has like an entourage of people following her all the time <laughs> and hanging on her every word, it just would not happen. No, I completely know what you mean. When Miranda invites Sylvie to her house all of you the girls in the toilet are like oh my god miranda why don't you invite me instead like no they wouldn't be that forward a full or just like miranda fan club yeah and it again kind of like
0: contributes to that kind of idea of like all teenage girls are like you know fawning over the popular one like it, yeah. um, it i think it even says here they're all giggly um and then so um, I think Lucy, like, um, she practically wet herself, she giggled so much, and it's just like, oh, <laughs> I don't know, just that constant cliche of the teenage girls just, like, giggling and falling over Magdo.
1: Yeah. Not my, Oh, my <laughs> God,
0: um, Miranda.
1: <laughs>
0: <laughs> well, oh, I got one last uh, comment uh-huh. that honestly is nitpicking, but it was just a quote like and i think it was in like the first couple of lines as well and like it's fine this is probably just being nitpicking but she just she was just saying um she's talking about when she's walking through the school and she said we were walking through the pizza smelling corridors in our shabby trainers and i don't know why that bothered me so much but i was like what do you-? i didn't like that <laughs> <Like, laughs> i just didn't like it <laughs> well like, we were walking through the pizza smelling corridors and our shabby trainers it just seemed very like okay we get it you're, a, you're in a school and you're poor we get it
1: yeah like there's more nuanced ways of describing like a comprehensive school <laughs> yeah.
0: the, the corridors smelled of pizza and we
1: were wearing shabby trainers I don't know I just didn't like it all chapter two sylvie goes straight to carl's after school to tell him about miranda's party believing that he won't want to go carl's mum Jules, asks sylvie if carl is all right as he's been very quiet recently she asks sylvie if carl is being teased at school but sylvie doesn't really know we learn that sylvie's dad left the family a few years ago and that she isn't in contact with him sylvie tells Jules that they've been invited to a party hoping that she'll tell them not to go but she seems enthusiastic the first good things that i have for this Basically, Lucy's whole character. (laughs) Oh my god, absolutely! Like, I was howling at Lucy's character because it is so good, it's so accurate. Yes, I know this girl. Like, I Lucy is (laughs) Sylvie's friend at school that Carl can't stand. (laughs) Oh, paragraph where Sylvie, like in the past, decided to invite. Carl and Lucy to her house so that they could meet and then hopefully become friends and Lucy turned up in a dreadful silly frilly dress and shoes with heels they seemed too big for her she wore thick makeup though she forgot she was wearing it and kept rubbing her eyes so it smeared all over the place and made her look like a panda from this like one interaction with Lucy Kyle describes things that he doesn't like as Lucy. <laughs> it's like, That's not mean. I know it's so horrible, <laughs> but I don't even really care because Lucy turns out to be horrible anyway. So yeah, um, switch off that TV program. It's too Lucy for words. <laughs> yeah, I just think like Lu- like that character is brilliant, absolutely brilliant. I love it. Yeah, I loved how like
0: they used like a lot of different characters, like with um, Paul Ball and. Um miranda and lucy and like all of these characters just kind of represent like how differently people in one year group in yeah. different school which i honestly
1: i also like in- the introduction to carl's older brother jake is in this chapter as well which don't know how i feel about jake but um, sylvie says, Same. i was conflicted <laughs> um sylvie says that miranda might fancy jake and then she says i thought he was far more her cup of tea kind of lago <laughs> whatever God. Because Miranda seems like this really like dangerous, crazy, wild child. Then she drinks lager. I thought that was because <laughs> it kind of shows like like at this point still idea of who Miranda is as a person is like this thirteen year old child that's on the lager all the time.
0: <laughs> I like like a lot of the descriptions in this chapter. Mm-hmm. The description of the glass hut itself like it was just really vivid and uh, that is something like that Jacqueline Wilson does amazingly in every book to be honest yeah she's spot on with like her descriptions like you can like really visualize them like sometimes I feel like the language can feel a bit um like alienating she uses really obscure words yeah but um when she does use her descriptions I feel like they're also really like easy for anyone to understand as well whilst they're still being really effective um same when she's describing miranda's house as well because i don't know i feel like sometimes and there is parts in this book where i was kind of like god she could have um, made a much bigger deal about like the emotions in that chapter say but like i'll get into that more later okay. but at the same time i feel like in some of the emotions like in this chapter she re- like you can really feel it like um this line i've got here where she says like whenever carl made fun of her she had little stabs in my stomach as if I'd been caught in it like a fish on a hook. Yeah, I like the way she kind of like, oh God, like you can really feel it.
1: There was a line similar to that that I liked as well, um, where she says, I felt flattered to be asked about Carl as if I was the one who had the key to all his secrets. Which again, she, you know, she wants to be his favourite person.
0: No, I know what you mean. Like, it kind of like, she's really clever with the way she uses the language to kind of show how Sylvie feels over Carl. Like, she wants to keep him all to herself, but she's not even really fully let in. Yeah, you
1: can you can definitely feel for Sylvie in parts of this book cause it is described really well. And obviously, like, it's it's his mum that's asking, like, what's wrong with Carl, and then for her to say that, it's like, oh, well, I know more about him. Like, his old <laughs> mother is... Yeah, and then the other two things I've got for good were just really small, like, the fact that Carl, <laughs> Carl and Sylvie make up these characters for glass world that these two kings that donned heavy metal armor and fought in time to heavy metal music (laughs) which i just (laughs) i just like that i just thought that was a cool idea um when sylvie said that miranda's like so alien to her that she can't imagine her having parents it just shows like they're very different people and yeah miranda is alien like (laughs) <laughs> Her character is wild, so I can exact I can see what Sylvie means when she can't imagine Miranda's parents at all. Yeah. Um so I didn't get loads of bad for this chapter. I think the
0: one bad thing I kind of um this is getting a bit repetitive, was yeah. um, Magda. She said, um, I never got boys, so... boys my own age, they're so stupid and immature. <laughs> and I was just for God's <laughs> sake, like every single book. Is like, uh-huh. oh no, you have to go out with a boy a lot older than you. And like, fair enough if it was just one character thinking this, but it's just every single character is like, nope, you have to go out with a boy much older than you because they're all stupid <laughs> and immature. And yeah, all the boys in their year seem really stupid and immature, but it's also
1: like, but we shouldn't be going for your 11s when we're in year 9, that is not okay. Yeah, no, I see what you mean. Don't know if you noticed what you called a magda Did against? I? <laughs> oh god, I really need to stop doing that. To be fair, when I was writing my notes, I kept
0: forgetting a name. Um, I kept writing Meredith and Matilda, Meredith. and I don't know why. And then I read one of the reviews, and they called her Meredith as well. And I was like, "What is it about a name
1: that I just can't get into my head?" Wasn't Thingy's girlfriend called Miranda in Girls Out Because oh. I did think like, "Where there's already been a character that in a Jacqueline Wilson book I've read it, like recently yeah. called Miranda?" Yeah, the bad that I got was Carl's dad, like, pulling on Sylvie's hair <laughs> when he sees yeah. her. Ding dong, doesn't he say? Yeah, he says ding dong and pulls on her plaits. Like, what the fuck? <laughs> Wait, is there any need God. for that? Like, I'm sorry, that's like, been removed. or he's just like, right, okay, another creepy dad. <laughs> Why not, eh? Um, and then she follows that up with... Um, because Kyle's like oh I can't stand my dad obviously he does because we're in a Jacqueline Wilson book and then Sylvie's like you're lucky you have a dad like okay <laughs> she, he's just, still allowed to
0: she not... feels silent as well
1: like <laughs> that shut her up like alright yeah yeah it literally says Carl said he sometimes couldn't stick his dad I said Carl was still looking to have a dad that shut him up <laughs> like he's still <laughs> allowed to not like his dad just because like yeah obviously it's a different situation like your dad obviously abandoning you is pretty horrible but carl can still have a shit dad as well (laughs) yeah Yeah, i just thought it was a bit harsh from sylvie actually because it's not often that she kind of says things like that to carl yeah that was the only bad i got and then i got one yike and yeah just sylvie saying that whenever she and carl have an argument she gives in quickly because she can't bear the thought of Carl being cross with her.
0: Mm.
1: I think that's the wrong attitude to have. Like, I know that, obviously, she would do anything for Carl. I know that. But to always give in to him when he might be wrong sometimes, like, I don't think that's
0: very healthy. No, I completely, completely agree. And I feel like this has continued through the entirety of the book. And I think this is something I wish, I really wish could have been corrected, but like helps like maybe that would have be, been like a good way for like yeah. Sylvie as a main character to have some sort of resolution but to stop being so like dependent on his mood because everything she does is for him to a point where it's almost painful to read because it's like yeah. oh, for god's sake like she like you were saying she literally gives in like just so she doesn't upset him she will like when she was um cross with him in one of the chapters the minute he puts his arm around her she's like well i might as well be happy with um, because, like, you know, I ne- never know when I'm gonna get it again. And, yeah. like, whilst, you know, like, I can kind of see how it'd be relatable, it's still a bit like, oh, at the end to still kind of be like that, it's a bit problematic, I guess, because it's not the way you should act with friends.
1: Yeah, I also feel like there's kind of a power imbalance between them because of that. Mm-hmm. It's still, like, Cal can do anything and Sylvie's like, it's fine, it's fine, like, as long as long as long as he approves of me, It's all good. Like, he can hurt me as hard as he wants to, and I will still love him. Yeah. Which I really don't think is great. No, I completely agree. Chapter 3. Sylvie goes into the grass hut where Carl is lying on his back staring at the ceiling. Sylvie tells Carl about the invite, but to her surprise, he seems game to go. Sylvie tells Carl that she's told Miranda that they're a romantic couple, and Carl assures her that they are anyway. Sylvie goes home and tells her mum about the party and she seems a bit more weary, but allows her to go. Her mum appears to be quite lonely and Sylvie feels guilty about leaving her. When I was saying earlier that I was confused about the boundaries of their relationship, Mm -hmm. it was stuff like Carl and Sylvie being boyfriend and girlfriend. Yeah. But then I don't know if he meant it like boyfriend and
0: girlfriend. Because he says, um, like, oh, I, I am your boyfriend or whatever and this yeah. kind of continued through it like, again um, at one point i think paul says to um sylvie like are oh, you and Carl together and she's like yeah i don't know because i was kind of thinking i was like is this relatable at that age to kind of being a sort of thing where it's like oh are they in a relationship are they friends I thought it was quite an interesting dynamic because like especially like i don't want to spoil anything but it's kind of like sylvie knows that Carl doesn't love her but she's living yeah. in the sort of delusion that
1: they are boyfriend and girlfriend. But then Sylvie goes to Carl and is like, oh, I hope you don't mind that I've told Miranda that yeah. we're boyfriend and girlfriend. And Carl's like, yeah, we are. Mm-hmm. So then I was like, wait, is it, what's, the, like, what's going yeah. on? <laughs> like, <does> he, <laughs> is he saying that to like humour her? Or are they at this point actually in a relationship? I don't know, because he definitely does
0: things in the book where it's kind of like he'll do something to shut her up or like to keep her happy, I guess. But like, I don't. I, I I have no idea really, because like it seems like they're just friends. Because apart from that, he never really mentions it again that the boyfriend girlfriend. But it's still weird for him to say that yeah. in the first place, especially since the whole thing of her saying, oh, "I hope you don't mind that I've said that," makes it seem like they are just friends. My favorite, one of my favorite things about the book is like how much un said of it. I guess like about their relationship to yeah. each other and about um obviously like how the both feeling. It's like everything's unsaid until the end, but they all kind of know really. But
1: that is very confusing. Yeah, I mean, I suppose like relationships don't have to be like clear cut, yeah. I guess. And obviously, like, they, they love each other and-, and stuff. But I don't know, maybe it means like how you can say like, oh, I'm going out with my yeah. girlfriends. <laughs> but you just mean friends that are girls. I don't know if it's more like, uh, he's my boyfriend, but he's actually just my friend that's a boy. Mm-hmm. Yeah, she says, Carl dot 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 i hope you don't mind but i kind of told miranda you're my boyfriend and then carl says carl says well i am yeah I, I. yeah and then sylvie says that she feels dazzled with happiness oh oh, wait. oh god you feel i feel so bad yeah, for both of them. like because i can talk to- like from both sides i can totally see it like that is like you said their dynamic is so mm-hmm. interesting i love it And there's a lot of like carl and sylvie in this chapter and she talks about carl's glass collection and how um they um, they elaborated this world together mm. which she's more invested in let's yeah. be honest and i think it's kind of like you said because it reminds her of their childhood together yeah. maybe
0: and it's a way to kind of carry on without yeah. the reality of them going to different schools it's a way for them to pretend to be kids again yeah.
1: and she also talks about the honeymoon oh god yeah to venice about go- yeah going to venice mm. for the honeymoon yeah like sylvie is intent on marrying Carl. Like she tells a mom constantly that she's gonna marry Carl and a mom's like, Yeah, yeah <laughs> <go."> <laughs> um, <laughs> Yeah, she just says she says it like it's, you know, it's a fact like it's gonna happen. Like they will be going mm-hmm. to Venice on the honey. And we say that Carl is Carl's kind of character is like nowhere near as I don't want to say creative, because they do still like they still do like glass world stuff, but she tries to like Play with him, and he's like, No, I'm not. Yeah, go with and Sylvie. like,
0: because I feel like she really wants him to be back in that world with her. And like, because it's, it's, it's the thing of like, who I feel sorry for both characters because Sylvie's constantly trying to drag Carl back into being like, or a boyfriend, and because they're trying to drag her into like their world, and like, you feel sorry for her because he does when he wants to shut her up, he's like, Right, we'll play, and she's like, Yes. But at the same time, like, Sylvie can't be there for Carl because she's too busy inventing
1: this relationship they have. Which, I mean, it must be really awful yeah, for completely. Carl. Yeah, completely. Kind of spoiler, but trying to figure out your own sexuality whilst pretending to be in a heterosexual relationship yeah. with your best friend. Yeah, the The only other good thing I got was Sylvie says, oh, I've got a party invite for you. And then Carl straight away is like, I'm not going to lose yes. your party. <laughs> oh, God. It- <laughs> The Lucy references are really funny. Oh, yeah, and I just have one more quick thing. Just Amanda. Yeah, good yes, yes.
0: I, I did like Amum's
1: character. Sylvie says, I want to look sexy for the party and then man's like, I don't want you looking sexy for the party. And I was like, Yes, thank God, a responsible adult. <laughs> Finally.
0: And she's really, she's just uh, really like nice to Sylvie as well. It's
1: just nice to see a nice parent. Yeah, and I feel like they have quite um open relationship like they can talk to each other about anything yeah or at least they do in the beginning like maybe less so later on but it's quite um, um healthy and wholesome and and nice and sylvie feels bad leaving her mom yeah but she's like no go have fun and i was like oh my god so cute oh. so the first bad that i've got is really minor but i just didn't understand it so sylvie and her mom have a lodger yeah. called miss miles was a confusing character because I didn't really see the. Polymer. I was waiting for no irrelevance. <laughs> I was completely waiting for irrelevance the entire way through. Me too. Like, is it just to show that, like, the working class and have a lodger for extra money to compare her with? Miranda? What I was
0: thinking was going to happen because, um, obviously, like a big theme in this is the transition between childhood to being a cheap t- teenager, and then with a mum, a lot of the themes with a mum is from being a younger person becoming an older person and like and i was kind of thinking because whenever miss miles is mentioned it's like oh i wonder like did she have a boyfriend and like talking she um when she talks about like before like she didn't seize opportunities and all this i thought she was gonna become relevant in that way because obviously she's been through all of these
1: transitions i thought that's what her purpose was gonna be and i feel like she could have ran with it but she didn't yeah, that would have been really interesting. Mm-hmm. Um, I didn't think as deep into it as <laughs> you, but yeah, no idea. Like seriously, no idea. Like she's in it like a fair bit as well, and she just talks to Sylvie a little bit. And yeah, and she it. kind of like alludes at things where like I, I was kind of like, oh, okay, well if that gets brought up again later into a
0: bigger sort of conversation, that would make sense. And like especially there's loads of references like where like her mom's like, go hang out with Miss Files, and she's like, no no i'm not and i was like yeah come on hang out with me no i'm not and i was like they're gonna hang out at some point come on like give us something it's like no she just, she just genuinely does not want to hang out with this lodger she's
1: described as an old lady who will never wear purple like
0: this. oh my god thank you i want to what do you know what that's about no idea i was like I'm, no I'm just so educated did quite like the descriptions of a wearing beige that i thought was funny i don't know why just yeah. like it was just like, oh even her new duel's page. She she says coordinated. I was like, well that's good.
1: Yeah, just that bit I had no idea. And then the other bit was uh this paragraph that Carl like it's a little little bit of Carl dialogue that I just thought <laughs> oh, was so horrible. Right, do you want me to read it out? <laughs> so um Sylvie's talking about how she was talking about him in the toilets with Miranda and her friends and Carl says so there they all are, the fresh young damsels of Millstead High School, each locked in her lavatory cubicle, seated in splendor, calling to each other like demented doves. Carl, 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 Carl. Oh my God. Like I, I understand that they're both imaginative people. Would anyone talk? And it's know. like
0: it's like when she constantly like you can kind of see Jacqueline Wilson through these teenagers. Like I like you know like I like that these characters are really imaginative, like including Miranda, to be honest. Like. She's a really imaginative character and they all seem to like art and what sort of. Um, but like sometimes I'm like, God, this is so many characters. Is this just Jacqueline Wilson? Yeah, they all share. <laughs> yeah, like to a point where it's like, definitely. it'd be nice to see something maybe a bit different. But in this book, I did like yeah, it. Yeah, like
1: yeah, I liked it for the most part. But yeah, it would be interesting. I can't really actually think of a, a main character in a Jacqueline Wilson book that isn't creative in Yeah, some like way. honestly,
0: like I just really thought that. That was con- It's constantly brought up in every single book, and because there is a lot of, I, I did find a lot of repetition in this book as well, which made it into my bad. It kind of gets a bit tiring. Like she's like, oh, I wonder if he'll be cross at me for bringing him up in the toilets, and instead he's just like, oh yeah, I'm the. Uh, everyone's talking about me, Carl, and I was like, shut, Carl. Stop talking about doves saying <laughs> your name.
1: I can't be honest like that's um that's all I got though. Like like compared to the other books, these things are so Oh god, minor, yeah, I completely though. felt like I was nitpicking. We have to talk about the bad, <laughs> but I do feel kind of bad talking about the bad because in the grand scheme of things it's not it's not like love lessons level yeah, bad. Yeah, like, this
0: is more gonna be a positive review.
1: Jules drives Carl and Sylvie to Miranda's. It turns out she lives in a really posh part of town. Leading Sylvie to think that Miranda was just having a run, but when they knock on the door, she's there and Carl is impressed with her glass windows. Miranda introduces them to her friends Alice, Andy and Raj. Raj goes to the same school as Carl and recognises him as Paul's friend. Sylvie is confused that she's never heard of Paul, but Carl doesn't seem to want to talk about him. They watch a film and Sylvie notices that Miranda is sat very close to Carl. Okay. Um. There was two things I specifically liked that I
0: thought were really good. I liked um. You know, like on the drive there, I liked yeah. the uh, like the tension you could kind of feel with Sylvia. Like honestly, I kind of felt it. I relayed when she was kind of like, "Oh, they're just playing a joke on me," and you could like kind of feel her heart sinking. I yeah. was like, "Oh, being there," like I can feel that. And like she's like, "Just turn around," because she can't even bear the embarrassment of like knocking on strangers' door. I was like, "God," <sighs> like I felt that. Yeah, I liked that, and I liked how the tension you can sort of feel like building off as she's like going down the street. And the other thing I kind of liked was um, the little like description of um, getting drunk and like drinking a beer. And it was like um, I started to wonder why I wasn't feeling drunk. Like I've ha- I've had half a can. Um, how does anyone ever persevere if you have to drink can after can? And like I was just like, yeah, wow. <laughs> I don't know. It was just like what you think as like a thirteen year old, and you're like wait, what? Half a can doesn't get you absolutely, like, off your face. Like, how does anyone do this?
1: Yeah, I, I thought yeah, it was quite,
0: like say nice Very Sylvie.
1: From Sylvie's description of herself, she's so small, mm. but, like, I'm surprised that she, like, didn't throw up from the amount that she drank. Like, especially if it was her first time drinking yeah. as well.
0: Well, it's, like, even, like, little things as well, when she said, like, she um, blocked the whiskey off of her tongue. I, like, just little details like that when I was...
1: You see, um, Carl's glass hobby yeah. in this chapter and i feel like it's a really interesting thing i've never i don't really know much about glass i watched a really good glass blowing reality tv show <laughs> on netflix though which i would highly recommend um but it's a really interesting hobby for a character to have Andy, yeah. deep he knows his stuff and i just i just like the little yeah like you said like the little extra detail of him um pointing out miranda's glass windows and being like oh Wow, they're really Yeah, I like how consistent as well. And I also like foreshadowing mm-hmm. of um, Miranda saying about how she accidentally <laughs> drove through the window on a go-kart, <laughs> I believe. Yeah. <laughs> and um, Carl says, it's much easier to mend you than a beautiful original mm-hmm. window, which foreshadows what happens yeah. at the end of the book. Yeah, and then Miranda asks about... Kyle and sylvie's book and she's like can i read it and then he goes certainly not <laughs> just made me laugh like because carl basically straight away doesn't like miranda and you see that yeah,
0: he doesn't take it from um, miranda he's not scared
1: of her no not at all yeah and then the last bit what like, really took me by surprise miranda saying that her parents <laughs> were getting <Yeah>. stoned <laughs> We've gone from smoking special cigarettes in girls' late.
0: I mean, like, it how I it is? Why not? We're, we're, like she'll she'll censor herself a bit, like, oh, he says, oh, flipping hell, or something to that extent.
1: <laughs> yeah, and you know what? In this book, there was a lot more swearing yeah. than there's ever been. She she really said it this time. <laughs> she doesn't censor herself, which is good because it's how teenagers actually talk. Like, she... Risk making mums on mum's net <laughs> angry. Yes. for the sake of realism. Put a swear word in because no one says cool. I just, I really like that she seems to have, like, kind of let yeah, go like, a bit. Yeah, like 2007, like, all the ones we've been reading, before, like, the other books we've looked at, they're before that,
0: right? Like, that's like, 95, 2003, 2003, So, if she's learned. like, if she's gonna yeah. be writing for an older audience, she needs to kind of appeal to a language that they're used to. Especially if you're writing about yeah. people in, Absolutely. like, secondary schools and, like, how the speed uh-huh. yeah it's definitely an improvement from um, the walking sofa <laughs>
1: <laughs> oh yeah oh my god i'll never be over that
0: <laughs> did you <laughs> I, I, like this might be a phrase i don't know i've never heard it but the fact i think it was i think it's oh. andy said
1: double year with knobs on right double year right that to me reminds me so much of angus long's perfect snogging <laughs> They say double you know? the cool with knobs on in that the second I read it, I was like, oh my God, George <laughs> Nicholson, is that you? But yeah, I did. I think I highlighted that. I don't know if I got it as bad or if I just put Angus Long's and Perfect Snoggy in exclamation mark. So maybe um, that was the thing then. That was the thing that um, yeah Tim
0: said at the time. I just, I just hadn't heard it. So I was
1: like, oh, is this a touch? Yeah, because I feel like those books were also from around this time. So it, it might have just been that it was yeah, slang.
0: The, the other thing that I kind of got that I thought was a bit overtouched, but over that, it was just kind of very obvious. And like sometimes it kind of takes away from the realism, the relatability of it. The fact that Paul, the football guy, pulled the ball. And I was like, oh my God, what am I reading? <laughs> pulled the ball. It just, ball, I, don't, I don't know, it was very, very stereotypical. And pulled the ball, I don't know, didn't sit right with me. <laughs> In a secondary school, are people really going to refer to someone as Paul the Ball? Because again,
1: Paul is some sort of celebrity status, doesn't he? I could not believe what I was reading when I read. <laughs> oh, God, I'm ready. Hey, yourself. Paul certainly looked relaxed in his white t shirt and blue jeans. Totally cool and <laughs> oh understated. I was like, right, okay, it's going to happen in every book. There's no avoiding it. <laughs> I <don't> <laughs> it's honestly like how can you every
0: character every love interest look cool and casual in their jeans with their floppy hair There's other ways of saying it than, like, yeah.
1: one sentence
0: with different words. Cal's wearing a nice top. <laughs> it's, like, good. Because I've was i got, like, loads of stuff like that where I was like, God, this feels so repetitive and, like, tiring. But I was kind of like, right, does it just feel repetitive? Because we are reading these books back to back. But at the same time, I mean, it's still, like, God, like, she has so many really good descriptions. Like, it's not like she's a bad writer. That surely, like, to describe a no. way of god it looking cool she doesn't have to use the exact same thing
1: every single time i know i, I was <laughs> lost for words honestly and the other the other bad thing i got was miranda asking jules if she wanted to stop for a drink at a house which i was just like that sounds like something an adult would say i know miranda's meant to be really mature i know that she's meant to be like totally different to Sylvie and carl yeah. but it just took me out of it because i don't feel like any 13 year old would like ask some guy's mom that she's never even met if she wants to stay for a drink at her yeah i like, mean i was just like right yeah no i don't like it she's, she's still th- she's still a child and she would still talk like a child even if she was yeah 20, she's like still like she was 13 older. like that's
0: so young and like for that to be seen as like a really normal thing as well for a mom be like oh no best be heading home you'd be a bit like what
1: yeah did you get any um, on the any yikes bad? that i got um
0: was just when she says to her friend allison is she allison alice alice Ali- alice she says to her friend alice um like cause alice is like managing her calories or whatever and um, you'll be on a drip feed down anorexic alley and i was like oh Thank god, god. <laughs> like maybe if it was a few comments every now and then like i wouldn't be so on it but it's the fact that like you know she doesn't seem to when she's describing eating disorders it's just such like a jokey way every single time that it gets a bit like oh it's not really sensitive it doesn't validate it, them all like, i think that's the problem I have with it every single time the eating disorder is mentioned it's like kind of seen as like oh how stupid like like especially with um miranda's mum it's kind of just seen as like oh yeah. no, can you believe she's doing that like my only yikes was
1: alice saying that she was like running Running naked around the gym, and then Andy being like, "If only i have oh, been God, there," yeah. which I just thought was a bit ew. Like, I know that Miranda's friends are meant to be a bit gross. We know, we know this later, but it's just a bit of like niggas, Yeah, perviness. There's been worse instances of perviness. Like I said, it's a yikes. Mm-hmm. Like it is still yikes because it's gross. But a minor <laughs> yikes. Jackson <Drackney> Wilson. <laughs> Chapter 5 Sylvie is in shock and doesn't know what to do and is worried that Carl might start liking Miranda more as she's a lot more mature especially because the nature of Carl and Sylvie's relationship was never sexual Sylvie goes with Miranda to get alcohol and snacks from upstairs and Miranda tells her that she'd like Carl to be her boyfriend instead but then tells her she's joking she tells Sylvie that she genuinely likes her and that she can't stand any of the girls in a friendship group at school they start drinking and Sylvie soon gets drunk the group play spin the bottle and it lands on Miranda and Carl. They go in another
0: room together. I, th- I mean, it probably links more to something in another chapter. But um, like Miranda's fascination <laughs> with, um, pff, oh my God, Sylvie seems again very kind of reminiscent yeah. of like Toby's sudden fascination with um, Prudence. Like it just seems really like random. Yeah. Like she's like a celebrity in school. Yeah, yeah, there's a quote later on in this book that like where I was like, what am I reading? that we'll get on to that's kind of more about that. Mm. But it's kind of like um, when she's like, oh, yeah, I I hate all the other girls that hang out at school, but I want to be friends with you randomly. Like, when she was like, oh, God, as if Titch would have a
1: boyfriend, like, a page before, it just felt a bit random. Yeah, I do know what you mean, because when I was rereading this this morning, I was thinking, like, this book takes place over, like, no time at all. Like, this is the same day that she became friends with Sylvie, and she's saying can't think of a specific quote but she's basically saying how much she likes sylvie and about how she hates all of her actual all of her friends but they have literally they had one conversation earlier that yeah that's, that's it like, all she knows. i know i know what you mean it does seem mm-hmm. a bit like fast i've got like a couple of good yeah. things just miranda being really confident like she calls herself in <laughs> gorgeous anything miranda did i was just like right, <laughs> well, okay. i liked how when carl drank carl knew what whiskey it was that they had and it's got a really i think it's like yes. an irish word i don't know how to pronounce it but it's this like brand of whiskey or whatever and carl knew what it was and then sylvia was like what like how do you how do you know that which is what from what you were saying earlier ellie and the Dean, and this idea of like not knowing your best friend as much as you maybe thought you did or Kind of seeing that your best friend's changing in front of your eyes and you can't do anything about it, and I, re- I really yeah. like that. But then at the same time, I'm like, she's already yeah. done that. You know that thing you were just talking about with uh,
0: Miranda, uh, saying, "Oh, I'm drop dead yeah. gorgeous." I was staring at that quote for a while because like, there's so many like random actions that happen in this book. Like I, I, again, I'm nitpicking. But um at first I was like, is this a bad like is it very awkward like Miranda says and puts her hand on her hip and pauses? <laughs> but I was like, you know what? Yeah, Again, yeah. it's it's Miranda and everything she does is you you kind of just have to accept. And like I do really like Miranda's yeah. confidence. <laughs> Even though like and, and um the fact that she they could never tell when Miranda's joking. And I have a friend just like that and just adore her for it because <laughs> it's like, yeah, like it's realistic. Yeah. Like, like, I, like those sort of people where you're like, I can never tell when you're actually joking or not. And I feel like she, like the character of Miranda mm-hmm. is actually really good and like feels realistic. Whereas Magda kind of doesn't, like she's very similar, but she has a lot of inconsistencies that yeah. means you can't really visualise her. But with Miranda, you kind of have a grasp of her insecurities as well and kind of, like, why she is the way she
1: is a bit more. Can you understand Miranda more because you actually know someone who's like Maybe, Miranda, maybe. Because I feel like, um, I don't know, I feel like there was more aspects.
0: I because mean, she was still a bit, like, wacky and obscure and did have some inconsistencies. But maybe because I saw bits mm-hmm. of her character that I see in other people, I was, like, able to relate to her a bit more. Because, yeah. like we were saying, like, there's so many inconsistencies and like why does it make sense for her to be friends with Sylvie a day after meeting her when she's the celebrity of the school and she seems quite rude to be honest when she first meets Sylvie.
1: Miranda's talking about her friends and she says they were okay but only for school they're a bit samey and boring you're different. Yeah. (laughs) I mean it goes without saying really doesn't it like and it's so like again it's the same in every single book yeah.
0: Like, every main character is like, wow, you're so different from the other girls, Prudence, slash Ellie,
1: slash Sylvie, like, it's just constant repetition. And like you said, Miranda doesn't really have any reason to say that about Sylvie because they didn't know each other, and like, how does she know that Sylvie's different? Like, yeah, it's just, I'm not a fan of it in, in any book, mm-hmm. but especially when we've heard it twice already. Yeah, and again, it kind of plays into this whole idea that if you are, like, a normal
0: girl, that's bad. And it's a good thing to be different from all the other girls, which I don't know. Yeah. And it's such, I don't know, it feels, like, very lazy to kind of just, be like, well, she's different from other girls, which is why she's, um, everyone likes her, or, like, why the most popular girl in school likes her or whatever. No, I, I, honestly, I didn't get hardly anything for this chapter at all. It was kind of, like, my whole thing that I was thinking about in this chapter was about... Miranda's sort of personality and because like it's the first time we kind of see a one-on-one with um, Sylvie yeah like I kind of when I was first reading this and taking the notes I kind of was like oh is she gonna be really underdeveloped but I feel like as the book goes
1: on she does get a bit better yeah she does she really does yeah. i got a few yikes things and oh I've... tell me right so the first thing is we have Raj pulling Miranda's skirt down Tutting at at, like, an old grandma and saying, go on, girl, get me a beer. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> God. Miranda's just like, okay. But I feel like in different in other parts of the book, Miranda would not have tolerated that at all. No, like, she doesn't tolerate Paul or Jake when they kind of or... yeah. um, say so. Yeah. But here she just, she just, like, right. Which I just yeah. didn't like. Like, one, mm-hmm. it, it's... I don't know, just sort of badly written misogyny to Miranda wouldn't just accept that. She would stand up for herself and tell him to fuck off. Yeah. <laughs> um. Yeah, and then again, Alice's whole character I really didn't like. It just seemed like a stereotype of girls with eating disorders, to be honest. Yeah, completely. Um, but we've already really spoken about that. And then, yeah, this is the first chapter where there's homophobia Um, yeah yeah it's just andy and raj basically just being homophobic quite flagrantly and Mm -hmm. um yeah no and no one really no one says anything at this point it's in the next chapter that like Carl leaves because of it but i don't i don't know if it's yikes though, to be honest because it's it's obviously a horrible thing to say like any anything like that is awful Mm -hmm. but we know later on the type of people that kyle goes to school with are awful and i do think like the villains of this book are actually written really well as villains because it's not like russell (laughs) where (laughs) he is a villain but no one thinks he is like these people we know are bad people so i don't know if i want to say that it's yikes just because it's homophobic when it needed to be in there to show that they're really bad if you know
0: what i mean no I, I completely agree i think if it wasn't condemned in the later chapters which it is i think like the homophobic language um i feel like sylvie is like no that they're, they're literally awful you shouldn't listen to that that's horrible but and then there's also um like a really sad line later where um when they're talking about the language or the boys in the grammar school use, Carl's like, oh, well, that's just how it is, which is really sad, but it's yeah. a true reality, like, 2007, that was just sort of, like, the casual thing that was just thrown about. So I completely agree with you saying, because I got that written down as a yikes, because I was like, oh, God, like, here comes, like, the homophobic language. But with Jacqueline Wilson, sometimes when she does something like that, like, when um, language is used, it's a bit yikes, it's not usually condemned, and it's not condemned here, <laughs> but it's condemned later
1: on in the book. that makes any sense. No, I know what you because you see something that's horrible and you wanna Mm -hmm. highlight it as being horrible, but it doesn't mean that it's horribly written.
0: Yeah, like is it instead trying to show something because like about the
1: society trying to show it as wrong. Yeah. And also Mm -hmm. how um how easily homophobic language is just like tossed around. They've been gone ages and Sylvia is starting to get worried. Sylvia and Carl have never kissed and so Sylvia feels jealous that he would kiss Miranda just like that. They come back in and Carl looks as though nothing's happened. Sylvia ends up kissing Andy even though she wanted to save her first kiss for Carl. The bottle lands on Carl and Raj but Carl refuses to kiss him and tells Sylvia that they have to leave. Sylvie's a bit confused and asks what's wrong but he brushes her off. Sylvia asks about Paul again and he says he's just some guy that he talks to. He tells Sylvie that he doesn't like Miranda and that she's an attention seeker and that kissing her did nothing for him. Sylvie tells Carl to kiss her instead and he kisses her on the nose. Sylvie is hurt and can't understand why he doesn't want to kiss her. Carl says that he wants to spend more time with her and they agree to meet in the glass hut the next day. Maybe for the Again, I don't want to say it's good though, because it honestly the
0: bar on the floor, but like <laughs> I was oh okay, god, it sounds so bad to say, but like honestly, like look at all <laughs> Jacqueline Wilson's book, so I was like, oh god, how's this going to go? I was really scared that Andy was going to be really pushy with um, so oh my god, Sylvie. I... Why can't I remember any of <laughs> names? Obviously, I'm really struggling to like match up to the names, but um, Sylvie, I was like, oh god, it's going to be really awful, and I was, I mean, it... bars on the floor, bare minimum, for not being really pushy with her, I guess, but he was still, he's still kind of like, he got the inclination later that he made stuff up about them kissing, because um, I think um, later on, um, Miranda's like, oh, Andy was talking about, like, how he's just snogging and that, and I was like, oh, okay, so he's he's not nice, but that was just something I got for good, but it was more just kind of like, oh, I'm glad he wasn't really, really creepy yeah. here and forced himself on which, honestly, we should maybe say it's a good, but I was just, at this point, I was used to it, seeing it, because uh-huh. all the men are horrible.
1: <laughs> I actually only got one good thing for this chapter... Or, like, one thing that was good enough to, like, highlight. Although I have written something, something that I've said was good was, Sylvie doesn't really know how to handle a relationship with Miranda because she's never had any other friends. Yeah. she doesn't really know how to talk to her. And she can't tell whether or not she should be jealous of Miranda and Carl. And she also doesn't know, like, like, when Miranda and Carl are kind of sitting close together, she's like, do other friends people that are friends sit close together while they're watching films because me and Carl don't, so like the, literally the only friend she's ever had like, is the basis for all of her interactions with everyone else so when it comes to interacting socially with other people she's completely clueless which I liked, I liked how it was written but it does show how like unhealthy their relationship can be Yeah, completely And um, I just thought that was good and then the other good thing I got was just Syl- Sylvie just being cute like <laughs> um, <laughs> when he kisses her on the nose and she goes not my nose kiss me on my lips <laughs> <laughs> yeah she's so outright then comes out yeah, with it no, like, <laughs> like, so, <laughs> oh god my heart like bleeds for her because it's so obvious what she wants and he just yeah. like, he tries his best because I, I can totally see why he doesn't want to kiss her because he doesn't want to give her the wrong idea so we just, is, yeah. I can like, feel like the panic of being like, well, I can't not kiss her. <laughs> but don't I kiss her on the mouth, They kiss her on the nose. And she's like, oh. And all my lips. Oh, yeah. That, that was really cute. I like that bit. But then again, it is still sad. But... Yeah. Um, yeah. And then I got quite a bit of bad, to be honest. Yeah, yeah, definitely. Um, the first thing is, Sylvie referring to Miranda as her best friend. <laughs>
0: oh my god, doesn't she say like my best friend is getting with my yeah. boyfriend? And I was like, neither of those things are true. <laughs> this is not Magda and Russell. Like, <laughs> no.
1: She spoke to Miranda for the first time that day, <laughs> and Cal might call her a boyfriend, but they don't have a a romant- they don't have a conventional at least romantic relationship. Yeah, two
0: hours ago, she said to him, like, is it okay? Like, I'm really sorry, but I called you my boyfriend. Yeah,
1: Yeah, the other bad thing I got, and again, this is super nitpicky, I'm really sorry, but I just wanted to ask, um, Miranda had mastered the spinning so that with the right twist of her fingers and flick of her wrist, she could make the bottle point wherever she wanted it to. Is that even possible? I was thinking that,
0: because I was like, is she doing it in a way where it doesn't even spin round once, like, it just turns because maybe you could do that but you couldn't spin it around and around then make it land at a person
1: yeah like i was just like right okay like miranda is has played that much spin the bottle that she's just <laughs> spinning the bottle to be fair yeah mm-hmm. I, I mean i do see it for her but
0: <laughs> she does seem the sort of character okay. anything can happen i think <laughs> kind of relating to that this is again um nitpicking yeah but um because obviously this is a game that um, Sylvie and Carl would casually find themselves playing. What's it called? What do they call it? Oh, like, like, spin a snog. Snog the... <laughs> snog the bottle. I <laughs> know. Snog the bottle or whatever. I know. Like, very obvious. Obviously. And it's like, wow, me and Carl have no idea what this means. We will sit down and play. Yeah. And it's like, oh wait, like... It's literally called like spin and snog or something. <laughs> like, I think you know what it means. I don't know, it just felt very lazy to for a way to get them these two characters that were never partying like, something like this into this sort of situation. Yeah.
1: The way that because obviously Carl feels very uncomfortable because Raj and Andy are again being homophobic. He Kyle says, This isn't fun, it's childish. Are you coming, Sylvie? Like, come on, we're leaving. And then Sylvie says, Yes. I said, knowing it was no use arguing with him once his mind was made up, but he's not in the wrong. And like the way that's phrased is like he is. Yeah. Like he's he's being ridiculous. Like, oh, well, I can't argue with him, so I might as well go as well. Like, and again, I feel like Sylvie would be standing up for it. Well, not maybe not standing up for him because she's like quite shy, but she'd at least be like, yeah, I can see why this is not very nice and I can see why you'd want to leave because of it. But yeah, I just didn't, I don't know, I didn't really like the way that was phrased. No, nah, I know what you mean. And then the last thing I got for bad was Carl saying that he, if he kissed Sylvie on the mouth, he would get inflamed, which is what Russell says. Oh my God, it is. Like, I, I just thought that was Russell being
0: weird, but <laughs> apparently it's a thing. He he says um, pretty much one of the, uh, the exact same quotes that Russell says in one of the last books. He says, um, well, "I don't understand why you're friends with Miranda. She's so obvious." And I swear to God, Russell said, "I don't know why you're friends with Magda. She's so it obvious." Is, he does. So strange.
1: Yeah, I was like, right, okay. Like, can she not? Can she not say? Just any other yeah. way. What did What did you get for that?
0: Um, I got the same kind of things like um, about. Russell and um the kind of connotations are kind of like as well like um you can kind of again see this um power that um Carl has over Sylvie Mm. and I don't know like I I got another thing that's more of a yikes actually but then I feel like it could have made a bit more of like a comment if there was more about it and it's obviously when um Miranda and Alice like go outside to kiss or whatever and um saying um oh don't go outside Stay in here girls and give us guys a treat oh. and it's obviously disgusting and it's a yikes yeah and at the same time i feel like because this book obviously shows um the way kyle's treated by these same sort of guys when he like when people think he's gay it's like the fetishization of like two girls kissing as well like it kind of shows like like how it in both ways it's so horrible yeah. And it's so common and, like, embedded really naturally into this sort of conversation. It's not even seen as, like, a massive, like, thing. It's just sort of something that's so natural, which obviously is so
1: wrong. And I feel like they could have made a bigger deal out of it. Yeah, like, it's a really interesting, like, contrast of if it's a guy that isn't straight, he gets beaten off yeah. and held abuse that. But if it's two girls that aren't straight, they're there to be objectified by the straight guys. I mean, yeah, like you said, what, what it is is horrible and it is a massive yikes, but it's an interesting comment. And, it, yeah, it would have been interesting if it was, like, played upon more, I suppose. Condemned a bit more, maybe, rather than kind of being pushed into a bit of a joke. Yeah. But
0: I'm not sure. Maybe maybe that's even more effective because we're meant to see how natural that is in
1: society. But um, I, don't, I don't really know. Um, yeah, I only got one yikes. Right. And that was just that... Sylvie didn't want to kiss Andy, um, but she did because she didn't want to hurt his feelings. Oh, oh, she did, yeah. Oh, um, what's the... Do you have the quote? The the quote for that is, I couldn't say anything. I didn't want to hurt Andy's feelings. I didn't know what to do now. If you don't want to do it, like you shouldn't be pushed into doing it. And no. I think that the reason she did it was because she didn't want to hurt his feelings. Like It's not about him, and it shouldn't be about him. Yeah. Like, Again, it just doesn't
0: really give a very good message. Um. <laughs> like if you're in a situation like that even if they're not i don't know massively pushing you should just do it not to hurt the feelings it's not really the
1: best sort of message to push chapter seven when sylvie gets home her mum is dancing around the house to 80s music she joins in with her and tells her mum that she wishes she could be miranda her mum asks if there was any boys at the party but sylvie says that she only likes carl and will only ever like carl the next day, Lucy rings and asks how the party went, and tells Sylvie that Miranda was totally trying to steal Kyle from Sylvie. She asks if she can come to the glass hut, but Sylvie tells her no because it's private. She waits around all day for Kyle to text her to let her know it's okay to go to the glass hut, but he doesn't. So when she can't wait anymore, she goes next door and lets herself in. Oh my god, I did, I got all good. No bad, no yikes. Oh my god, that's wonderful. <laughs> the time ever. Um, yeah. <laughs> yeah. To be fair, it's a tiny chapter, but um, yeah, I must have really liked it.
0: Yeah. To be fair, I've only got a few good really, and that's all I kind of got.
1: Yeah. Just again, like Sylvie's mum being cool, being really nice. You know, I love I love little scenes like like the Ellie and Anna shopping scene. Like in this, they're just like dancing around the living room, yeah. and like they're both drunk, <laughs> and then her mum's like, "Wait, are you drunk?" And she's like. Are you? <laughs> it, she's really <laughs> wholesome, i'm Like how happy she is uh, as well. Like I think a Mum obviously knows that Carl's gay, right? She she's trying to I think without outing Carl to tell Sylvie that maybe she shouldn't be so hung up on Carl because Sylvie says Carl's my best friend and my boyfriend and we're going to get married. You know that, Mum. And then a Mum <laughs> says that was just a baby game. You don't want to think about marrying Carl. You don't want to think about marrying anybody. Yeah, like, trying to ward her And like, she just, I know, like, she, cause she, I think she can tell that, like, Sylvie's going to get her heartbroken, like, either way. And she wants to kind of push her into the direction of making new friends,
0: mm-hmm. but in,
1: like, a supportive way, which is lovely.
0: Yeah, I, I really do like her mum, and, like, all the Abba references were really cute. Like, when it was like, she was singing Abba on the house, I was like, oh, yeah. awesome. I was also just going to say, um, the conversation with Lucy over the phone made me Howl oh as well.
1: It's so funny, like how she doesn't even say the word cow. Like she calls Miranda a cow she's... yeah, it's just
0: like that's the worst swear she could do. Like it's very clear that she's like, no, you're not coming. She's like, but I'm really good at English, and it's like, yes, yeah, go.
1: Yeah, like no one goes in the glass hut without Carl's permission. So there's no way Lucy will be finding herself in the glass hut anytime soon. <laughs>
0: It's funny as well, like, when you know how Carl feels about Lucy, and Lucy's like, Carl, let
1: me call that's fine. <laughs> like, no, he won't. He really won't. There's something else I found a bit... I didn't I didn't highlight it, but I didn't make a comment on it. Lucy said that right. it's weird that a boy would collect glass. And I was just yeah. like, is it? Like, is it? Is it, like, a, a female-dominated hobby? Like, yeah, no, like... she's She says, that's weird, a boy collecting glasses. I wouldn't think anything of it. I don't know. To me, it's kind of like collecting antiques or something. Like, I... yeah, like just like having a collection that isn't like a feminine
0: no, thing, I, is it?
1: <laughs> I was just a bit unsure. Like, I know things are like pointlessly gendered in our society anyway, but
0: there is some things with Jacqueline Wilson where it's kind of like, is she trying to make a comment on
1: like I don't know
0: how fragile masculine yeah. that is. But at the same time, because of some of the comments she does make, that she doesn't condemn, it kind of feels well,
1: not yeah. that <laughs> yeah, you know what I mean? Know. Yeah, I don't really know how to explain yeah, it. Yeah, I know, I know what you're trying to say. Like, sometimes it, it seems a lot deeper than it is, and then other times it just doesn't. Yeah, completely. Um, yeah, the, the last thing I got was just another cute thing from Sylvie, like, how she didn't want to go to the glass hut without Carl messaging her to say it was alright. And she's I was made yeah. to wait until three, but I couldn't wait, so I went at two instead or something like that. <laughs> I just thought that was crazy. Oh yeah, that was, that was all I got. It was, again, a very short chapter. Chapter eight. Sylvie is alone in the glass hut for half an hour, and she thinks about a changing relationship with Carl. He comes in and they start playing. Sylvie, in their game, asks about Paul again, but Carl seems reluctant to tell her. At the end of the game, they're close to each other and Sylvie hopes they'll kiss again, but they don't. So, this chapter, I think, more than any other chapter, is very description-heavy. Yeah, definitely, with the yeah. stories. And we we learn about all of their, like, the backstory to the glass world, which, I do really, I really like it. Um, It doesn't really, it doesn't like serve the plot in any way, but it shows that they have yeah. this thing that's grown with them and it's something that's uniquely theirs i quite like the way because like, like i was saying earlier like i think a lot of
0: the story relies on what is unsaid and what they both know but they're not kind of talking to each other about like um, obviously carl knows that um sylvie loves him and sylvie knows that carl doesn't really love her mm-hmm. the same way but um that can kind of communicate to each other through telling each other yeah. the
1: stories.
0: Sylvie, when she's talking about um, what does she call her Like
1: Princess Miranda. Yeah, or um, something. Miranda's character in Last World Chronicles <laughs> is called like, yeah, like Princess Miranda Mirandaette. Is she called?
0: Her? Yeah, like it's really like interesting to like because like this is the first time we hear of Paul from um Carl as well. Like he introduces him as like the Pied yeah. Piper, right? And um. It's like how they're kind of introducing their feelings yeah. to each other. They never actually say it, but they do through the storytelling, which I find yeah. really cool.
1: Yeah, and I love how they take turns as well. Like, they, they have, like, an equal yeah. sharing what goes on, and it's just improvised. Like, there's no planning to it. They just go off the top of their heads. And One thing I liked that <laughs> it... Um... Oh, God, Sil- Sylvie kills me, you know. She... <laughs> Sylvie <laughs> is thinking about Cal, obviously, about why Cal doesn't want to kiss her, and then she's like, do I have bad breath? <laughs> like, <laughs> and, and it's things like that that made me think that she doesn't know about his sexuality, unless yeah. she's just kind of thinking like, she's in denial, and she doesn't want to think about it. the fact he's gay, and so instead, she's like, oh well, bad breath maybe. <laughs> like That seems
0: quite likely maybe because obviously like she does kind of like because even in her own personal like monologue she never really brings that up, that idea of like possibly yeah. could he be gay but like she does say to like um oh god is it his mom? And like she always asks people like why do you think he isn't interested in me or like why do you think he's done this well she's kind of waiting for someone else to yeah. say it to her so maybe this is the way she's kind of living through her delusions like she's like oh no it's not this maybe it's because i have bad breath but i don't know yeah
1: that, that's a good point
0: um i don't know what you but this, this bit i was like wow like when she was like she's been logging for a player for ages and she's like well i was with the best ideas and i felt concerned wrong-footed and left out because he's like making this story and like but it's it feels realistic she's like a 13 year old girl and he's just he's playing this game which she's wanted him to do but because he isn't doing it in the way she wants him to do, she's like, mm, no, don't like it anymore. Yeah, <laughs> Which <I liked>.
1: no. <laughs> yeah, it's really good the way that it it like weaves, it it weaves like into what's happening in the plot. Like they have like the Pied Piper character that's Paul is like introduced and he's this new character in in the kingdom. Like he's the new character in their life, and I don't know what happens to him at the end of the story. I don't know. Does Sylvie kill him off? Is this something um, to with a volcano erupting? <laughs> Honestly, I can't really remember. I remember she's like, I'm stealing this story. It's me and you forever. Yeah, because um, Kyle's like, you're ruining the story because I think she's making bad things happen to the Pied Piper and, and she's like, no, no, don't worry. <laughs> because we're together yeah, forever. So Mira- yeah, so she kills the Pied Piper off and she kills Miranda's character off. I was like, like <laughs> Paul and Miranda burnt to death in a volcano, I believe um they don't they he charms her away to wherever he came from and then they live happily ever after carl and sylvie and then it looks like they're gonna kiss but then carl just looks at his looks at his prized um glass possession which is the glass boy that he has
0: that was a really good um thing i thought like um how he kind of just sort of looks past her and looks at that just like obviously very metaphorical and the board what's actually going yeah. on like he literally looks past her in life yeah and looks at the glass boy which obviously resembles um
1: yeah Paul the ball um the only bad i really got was just some of the words they used while they were telling the story and i made a list right of them. Okay. <laughs> sullied splendid piteously n- natty <laughs> i don't even know what that is <laughs> natty <laughs> um yellow garb <laughs> oral ecstasy <laughs>
0: utter bilge <laughs> they're so obscure like out of like, nowhere I don't it's
1: meant to be like flowery language because obviously they're like it's like prose but this confused me right though because they're talking like
0: with quite obscure language um you're yeah, like quite flowery but yet when miranda brings up like the brontes and like brings up classics she's like not too <laughs> hard and it's like i don't know you you speak with like of, you know like a complex like complex language is used in your stories yeah. like
1: yeah I know so, that, make, that makes
0: sense I, I was just gonna say okay. I have like one bad <laughs> and it's just because again re- exact repetition and I hated it the first time and I hated it this time Um describing Carl's nose as a small neat <gasps> nose how can a nose oh be my neat God, I can't believe I didn't notice that <laughs> <laughs> She's like his small neat nose. I was like,
1: no, 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 Yeah, how can a nose be neat? Like it's not spilling around all over his face. <laughs> like what she means by
0: neat, I was like, does she mean like very symmetrical maybe and very like there's no nose hairs <laughs> like flying about? Like it's very <laughs>
1: neat. Could you not think of a better adjective? At school Sylvie realises she actually likes Miranda a lot more than she likes Lucy. The two bunk off school and Sylvie asks Miranda what it felt like to kiss Carl. Miranda says it was just a game and that she felt really bad when Carl wanted to leave. She tells Sylvie that a lot of people don't like her and she knows that she takes things too far. Sylvie accidentally lets slip to Miranda about Glassworld. Miranda seems interested and wants to join in but Sylvie again says that it's private. Miranda conjures up her own fantasy world and tells Sylvie that she'll seduce Carl in there instead. She may or may not be joking. Right, first thing, I've got to talk about the fact Jane Eyre's in this again. I know. Again. Oh my god! Like, <laughs> it's just at this point, and like my eyes like rolled. And <laughs> you know, there's so many other books. Like, it's not it, the issue. Isn't that it's in this book? It's that it's in every book we read. And it's the only book, really, that they're going to... Because
0: they mention, like, other books, they mention yeah. Mother in Heights and other books, but they don't actually say anything about them. Whereas in this book, again, the main character is getting compared yeah. to Jane Eyre, which makes sense because all the characters are kind of following some of the same yeah. personality traits. But to compare them all
1: to the exact same character just feels yeah, a Yeah, it's bit so lazy. strange because I don't feel like prudence ellie and sylvie are that similar they all, Not all. To Eyre, so i actually didn't get any good with this chapter either i don't know if you did yeah, i was thinking about why
0: veranda's really inventive as well like i was kind of like oh for god's sake why is every single character uh-huh. like this like they're, they're all just so happen to be really good at english and they all saw him to be really creative and inventive and like making stories because like everything all the descriptions miranda yeah. were really good and like really lively but then i was like oh maybe that's what her what connects her carl and um sylvie like maybe that's what connects them i don't, I don't know but every single character like that but I, I did like the world of sangria i thought it was funny i thought it was funny because it was just like very miranda that um sylvie was like well no you're not allowed in glassware she was like well fine i live in the world of sangria <laughs> I just- like, <laughs> and um, Carl's gonna come visit me and oh, be my boyfriend
1: in sangria, and there's nothing we yeah, can do about she, it. She's gonna <laughs> rufee him, doesn't she? I got it. What? She says, um, yeah, I'll slip sleeping powder in his sangria and lie him down on my big velvet sofa, and then I'll cuddle up beside him. And when he wakens in the morning, the first person he'll see is me, and there we go, he'll be mine. I'll oh, say, Jesus God. Christ. <laughs> Yeah, I mean, I know she's like. It's why I put in the in the chapter description. She may or may not be joking because even I can't tell. (laughs) We can never know. She doesn't seem like someone that would like genuinely do that, but she just says the most random stuff. Like, I mean, I I like that um, Sylvie doesn't seem to be scared of her anymore because she straight up like shouts at her for quote unquote snogging my boyfriend. And then even Miranda's <laughs> like, what? <laughs> like even Miranda's like, he's not your boyfriend. He oh, so really. <laughs> you might, he might have told me that he is, but he's not. Um, yeah. And I do, I do like that. Um, Miranda's like, oh, I didn't actually think that you it would hurt your feelings. Like, I'm really sorry if it if it did. I didn't mean anything by it. It was just a game.
0: I think that might be a big difference between.
1: Yeah. her and magda is when because like there's
0: parts of this where i'm kind of like what is she thinking she must know what she's doing here but whenever she kind of realizes what she's done, she does actually <laughs> seem genuinely sorry she doesn't blame it on a dead hamster which you know is nice, yeah. nice Change. <laughs> oh god i got oh, yeah. i got a good quote again it relates back to like you're so different she says you wander around at lunchtime looking dead mysterious and you jump if someone talks to you as if you're deep in thought in another world entirely who would say that to someone who would actually say oh my god you look so mysterious when someone t- talks to you you jump like no 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 yeah that's that is too much like it just I'm felt very cool, fanfic yeah. if you know what i mean like uh, how do i get across that main character is mysterious like oh she she jumps if people yeah. talk to her and a
1: celebrity best friend I mean, like, sees this like, Again, it's just not subtle, and it's not... And, like, it doesn't always have to be subtle, like... But to say... To have someone, like, come out and say, you're so mysterious. (laughs) Like, we don't see any of the (laughs) mysteriousness. Yeah, like, she isn't a mysterious character
0: at all. She wears a hat on a sleeve, I would say. Like, quite... Yeah. Like, it's always saying she's deep in thought. But honestly, I mean, the only really deep thoughts she's having is like oh lucy's annoying like oh um i love carl like
1: chapter (laughs) 11 lucy and sylvie aren't friends anymore after she found out that sylvie had bumped off with miranda sylvie goes to carl's house she asks him who he fancies and he doesn't seem comfortable answering the question she asks about miranda and he says he doesn't like her and when sylvie pushes him into saying that he's attracted to her he asks her if she's attracted to Miranda. Sylvie says she isn't and Carl asks if she'd want to go bowling with the two of them and Paul. Sylvie is confused because she knows that Carl doesn't like bowling. She goes home and her mum tells her that she has a date at the weekend with a man she met online. Sylvia's worried about him hurting her but she's happy for her. So, I mean, I've got, I've got a few bits of good. I think this scene where she's asking him who he's attracted to is quite uncomfortable in a good way though because mm-hmm. i was torn between sylvie knowing about carl's sexuality but then i also thought that sylvie thought that Carl liked like miranda yeah which is why she was asking so hard about miranda mm-hmm. she's like do you like miranda and he's like not really she's not my type and then she like goes into this monologue about miranda <laughs> and then that's was like issue you, you don't like miranda <laughs> because what what he, what she wants him to say is that she he likes her. I got some good for it. Like, sorry, I'm just <laughs> looking at my notes because like, "Do you like Lucy?" And he's like, "Oh my god, that
0: that um, scene was so horrible." She was like, "I really cruelly asked <laughs> if he likes Lucy." What he's gonna
1: say he's like, "Yeah, totally fancy Lucy." <laughs> the bit where she she puts the phone down on Lucy is iconic because she she. <laughs> She's rude to Lucy in the most Jacqueline Wilson way possible. So Lucy's being mean about Miranda. <laughs> and then Sylvie goes, Do you shut up, Lucy. Miranda's my friend. And then puts the phone
0: down. The only way it could be beaten is if yes, she's but... like, You are being ever so mean. <laughs> oh, God, it's funny. I, I, that conversation was really funny, to be fair. When, um, she was I like, not, Yeah,
1: like, you're going to get expelled no, from no, school. She's not. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I love that, Carl. Kyle... Reassures Sylvie, that everything's fine and that they're going to be best friends forever when Sylvie's worried about being friends with Miranda. Like, she says to Kyle that Miranda drops her friends really, really easily so she kind of doesn't want to get in there too quick in case something happens and then she ends up with no friends now she's not friends with Lucy anymore either. And then Kyle's like, you don't have anything to worry about. You're going to be best friends yeah. with me forever. Which I, I liked because, yeah. I mean, sometimes I was like, does it? does he really like sylvie yeah is he certainly like not i don't know open with his feelings like he's a lot his feelings are a lot more ambiguous towards sylvie than hers are towards him might just be because she's obviously the main character so we get to see her like narration yeah because he i don't know
0: i think apart from a few scenes it doesn't even appear like yeah. he likes her very much to be honest but then like at the end he's still like yeah the only girl for me i love you kind of thing which kind of maybe means there is some sort of feelings there. Yeah, that's all I really got for good. What did you get? I I, I liked the conversation between Lucy and um, um Sylvie, because I don't know, I felt like it also felt really realistic, because <laughs> it was just, like, when I think of, like, being a 13-year-old, I was, like, a proper sort and I was, like, like, to my best... Like, like my friend, I was like, you can't miss a day at school, you're gonna get expelled. You left school. And like wow. <laughs> I can so see like the differences between like 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 I was saying earlier, like the actually like completely different how some teenagers be in the same sort of year group, like how they kind of respond to things because obviously you aren't really mature enough to know what's gonna happen out of the situation yet. And it's just funny. Yeah. I thought but, it was yeah, really funny. I love that.
1: Carl thirteen year old Carl saying <laughs> I don't know any of these women. So why should I get turned on by photos of them? Is that awkwardly worded to, to you? I no, mean, I know what you mean. I don't know. Like, I know that um, she's putting him in an uncomfortable situation by asking what girls he likes when he doesn't like girls. But yeah, it just seemed a bit awkwardly mm-hmm. phrased. And then I also thought that whole setup was weird in the first place. Like, why would? Why would Sylvie ask what girls he likes, if they're boyfriend and girlfriend? Yeah, it it never really makes sense, and I don't know if that's
0: meant to be effective or not, whether, I don't know, like it's obviously Sylvie's first relationship, if we're calling it a relationship, some of it, they don't know what's normal in a relationship, like, but at the same time it just feels like you can never really grasp what is going on between them. like, you know what I mean? Like, especially because she very confidently says she's yeah. his girlfriend Paul later on in the book. It could be seen as effective if because it makes sense to why um Sylvie's so infatuated, but at the same time I don't really get where Carl's feelings yeah, are like about he, her.
1: We know that he ca- like cares about her, but then yeah. I think the whole thing's just kind of a mess because of the the space they're in and like just the way that their relationship has developed. It's developed like through no fault of their own into something unhealthy because neither of them Mm -hmm. can or want to talk to each other about what's actually happening so they're kind of existing in this like yeah unhealthy space where they they agree that they're boyfriend and girlfriend but in reality that just isn't the case and i think i guess sylvie knows that because then why would she ask him I mean I guess I like I feel like I feel like
0: the way they're talking about it is very like like you know like they know each other mm-hmm. better than anyone so they can ask each other anything. But the bound like there's still like so much unsaid that would make sense still. Like because it... like this is what I mean, like sometimes um she'll say so like things that seem really out there and brash when I feel like there's so much unsaid. Like when she was like, Oh kiss me on the lips yeah. and like, oh who do you fancy? But then a mm-hmm. lot of the actual feelings mm-hmm emotion stay concealed i yeah. find that quite strange it, it, i think it makes ali like, like my favorite one of my favorite things about this book is like mm-hmm. how complex their relationship is on like both sides but at the same time some of it just yeah. feels a little bit inconsistent yeah, i at
1: least like unclear the bit i think the bit that confuses me is carl confirming that he's sylvie's boyfriend i think if If Sylvie Mm -hmm. was going around calling Carl a boyfriend and then Carl was like, we're just best friends, Sylvie, what are you doing? That would make a lot more sense than Carl being like, yeah, I am your boyfriend. And then it actually not being the case. I don't know, unless they just want to call each other that Mm -hmm. because they love each other and it makes them both feel good, which is fine. They are kids, so (laughs) I don't know. I mean, I guess the other thing that's big in this chapter is her mum's date which I loved! I thought that was great! Yeah. Um... No, I really liked, like, I don't know, it, it was just really wholesome,
0: like, yeah. seeing, like, a mum being happier. Because, like, especially, like, a few chapters before, like, when um Sylvie was going to the party, and she was like, oh, I'm old, and I'm not even 40, and I'm so home alone. It's nice to see her getting herself out there, because of that. You know, like, she's clearly struggling with her age, and, like, how she should act. Yeah. Since, like, the dad left, and
1: um, it's just nice to know she's doing yeah. something for herself. She seems like a really good mom. Something that I thought was um, really interesting was, um, yeah, how like they kind of switch places and they start too in this chapter. Like, at the beginning, Sylvie's really mm-hmm. like happy and content with their relationship with Carl, she's going out, and her mom's staying at home. Yes. And then here we begin to see Carl and Sylvie's relationship kind of take a bit of a dive and then her mum gets into a really happy, healthy relationship and she ends up leaving Sylvie <laughs> leaving Sylvie quite a bit to go out with a new partner, which I mean she, really she doesn't lovely, leave yeah. in like an irresponsible way and she also always asks like, do you want to come out with us and Sylvie's like no but yeah, I really like the kind of yeah. change the shift between them No, same,
0: I do really like the mum and I
1: also like Carl's mum as
0: well yeah, uh, yeah. Standing. Jules Jules seems lovely as well. Um I don't have anything
1: else to add. No. Do you? No, I, I don't think I do. I okay. think that's all for the next get chapter, I think. Yeah. And come back in yep. a couple of week's time and talk about the second half. Which is, you know, as always, it's the juicier half. Mm-hmm. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Um, <laughs> we'll get more. I'm into excited it. to see what you think about the second half of the book. Thanks for
0: listening to our episode in case tune in next time to hear about part two. If you'd like to contact us, you can contact us at donhannah273 at gmail.com, or you can reach us at Twitter and Instagram at donhannahreviews. Thanks. Bye!
1: (laughs) Chapter Uh 11. Lucy and Sylvie aren't friends anymore after she found out that Sylvie had bumped off with Miranda. Sylvie goes to Carl's house, she asks him who he fancies and he doesn't seem comfortable answering the question. She asks about Miranda and he says he doesn't like her, and when Sylvie pushes him into saying... That he's attracted to her. He asks her if she's attracted to Miranda. Sylvie says she isn't, and Carl asks if she'd want to go bowling with the two of them and Paul. Sylvia is confused because she knows that Carl doesn't like bowling. She goes home and a man tells her that she has a date at the weekend with a man she met online. Sylvia's worried about him hurting her, but she's happy for her. So, I mean I got I've got a few bits of good. I think this scene where she's asking him who he's attracted to is quite uncomfortable in a good way, though, mm-hmm. because I was torn between Sylvie knowing about Carl's sexuality, but then I also thought that Sylvie thought that Carl liked Miranda, yeah, which is why she was asking so hard about Miranda. Mm-hmm. She's like, Do you like Miranda? and he's like, Not really, she's not my type. And then she, like, goes into this monologue about Miranda. And then that's how's like, are you sure you don't like Miranda? Because what what he, what she wants him to say is that she he likes her. I got some good for it. Like, sorry, I'm just looking at my notes. Because <laughs> Sylvie's like, do you like Lucy? And he's like... Oh my god, that that um, scene was so
0: horrible. She was like, "I
1: really, truly, yes. be knows like Lucy." What he's, say. he's like, "Yeah, totally fancy Lucy." <laughs> the bit where she she puts the phone down on Lucy is iconic because she she <laughs> she's rude to Lucy in the most Jacqueline Wilson way possible. So Lucy's being mean about Miranda, <laughs> and then Sylvie goes, "Do you shut up, Lucy. Miranda's my friend," and then puts the phone down. on the-
0: the only way it could be beaten is if yeah, she was no. like you are being ever so mean <laughs> oh god it's funny I, I, that conversation was really funny to be fair when um, she was I like not, yeah like, you get expelled no, from no, school <laughs>
1: <laughs> yeah i love that carl reassures sylvie that everything's fine and that they're going to be best friends forever when sylvie's worried about being friends with miranda like she says to carl that Miranda drops her friends really, really easily, so she kind of doesn't want to get in there too quick in case something happens, and then she ends up with no friends, now she's not friends with Lucy anymore, either. And then Kyle's like, you don't have anything to worry about, you're going to be best friends with me forever. Which I I liked, because, I mean, sometimes I was like, does does he really like Sylvie? Yeah. Because he certainly, like... I don't know open with his feelings like he's a lot his feelings are a lot more ambiguous towards sylvie than hers are towards him might just be because she's obviously the main character so we get to see her like narration
0: yeah because he
1: i don't know i think apart from a few
0: scenes it it doesn't even appear like he likes her very much to be honest but then like at the end he's still like yeah the only girl for me i love you kind of thing which kind of maybe means there is some sort of feelings there
1: yeah that's all i really got for
0: good what did you get I, I, I liked the conversation between Lucy and um oh, Sylvie because I don't know, I felt like it also felt really realistic because <laughs> it was just like when I think of like being a thirteen year old, I was like a proper sort and I was like like to my best like my like my friend I was like, You can't be a day at school, you're gonna get expelled, you left school and I was like wow <laughs> I can so see like the differences between like 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 I was saying earlier, like the yeah, actually like completely different how some teenagers be in the same sort of year group, like how they kind of respond to things, because obviously you aren't really mature enough to know what's going to happen out of the situation yet. And it's just funny. Yeah, I, thought but, it was yeah, really funny. I
1: love that. Carl, 13 year old Cal, saying <laughs> I don't know any of these women, so why should I get turned on by photos of them? Is that awkwardly worded to, to you? And no, anyway, I know what you mean. I don't know, like I know that um she's putting him in an uncomfortable situation by asking what girls he likes when he doesn't like girls. But yeah, it just seemed a bit awkwardly mm-hmm. phrased. And then I also thought that whole setup was weird in the first place. Like why would why would Sylvie ask what girls he likes if their boyfriend and girlfriend Yeah,
0: it um this is, it never really makes sense and I don't know if that's meant to be effective or not, whether, I don't know, like it's obviously Sylvie's first relationship, if we're calling it a relationship. Some of it, they don't know what's normal in a relationship, like, but at the same time it just feels like you can never really grasp what is going on between them, like you know what I mean? Like, especially because she very confidently says she's, yeah his girlfriend, Paul, later on in the book. It could be seen as effective if because it makes sense to why um, Sylvie's so infatuated, but at the same time, I don't really get where Carl's feelings yeah, are like about he, her.
1: We know that he ca- like cares about her, but then yeah, I think the whole thing's just kind of a mess because of the the space that they're in and like just the way that their relationship has developed. It's developed like through no fault of their own into something unhealthy because. Neither of them mm-hmm. can or want to talk to each other about what's actually happening, so they're kind of existing in this like yeah. unhealthy space where they they agree that they're boyfriend and girlfriend, but in reality that just isn't the case. And I think I guess Sylvie knows that because then why would she ask him?
0: I mean, I guess I think like, like I feel like the way they're talking about it is very like. Like, you know, like they know each other better than anyone, so they can ask each other anything. But the bound, like, there's still, like, so much unsaid that would not make sense, still. Like, it, because, like, this is what I mean. Like, sometimes um, she'll say, sort like, things that seem really out there and brash when I feel like there's so much unsaid. Like, when she was, like, oh, kiss me on the lips, yeah. and, like, oh, who do you fancy? But then a lot of the actual feelings mm-hmm. and emotions stay concealed. I yeah. find that quite strange i think it makes ali like my favorite one of my favorite things about this book is like Mm -hmm. how complex their relationship is on like both sides
1: but at the same time some of it just feels a little bit inconsistent or at least like unclear the bit i think the bit that confuses me is carl confirming that he's sylvie's boyfriend i think if if sylvie Mm -hmm. was going around calling carl a boyfriend and then carl was like we're just best friends, Sylvie, what are you doing? That would make a lot more sense than Carl being like, yeah, I am your boyfriend. Yeah, And then it actually not being the case. I don't know, unless they just want to call each other Mm -hmm. that because they love each other and it makes them both feel good, which is fine. Like, they are kids, so I don't know. I mean, I guess the other thing that's big in this chapter is her mum's date, which I loved. I thought that was great. Um,
0: No, I really liked, like... I don't know, it, it was just really wholesome, like, yeah. seeing, like, a mum being happier because, like, especially, like, a few chapters before, like, when um, Sylvie was going to the party and she was like, oh, I'm old and I'm not even 40 and I'm so home alone. It's nice to see her getting herself out there because of that, you know, like, she's clearly struggling with her age and, like, how she should act yeah. since, like, the dad left and, um... It's just nice to know she's doing yeah. something for
1: herself. She seems like a really good mom. Something that I thought was um, really interesting was um yeah how like they kind of switch places and they start too in this chapter. Like at the beginning, Sylvie's really mm-hmm. like happy and content with the relationship with Carl. She's going out and a mom's staying at home. Yes. And then here we begin to see Carl and Sylvie's relationship kind of take a bit of a dive and then a mum gets into a really happy, healthy relationship and she ends up leaving Sylvie <laughs> leaving Sylvie quite a bit to go out with her new partner, which, I mean, she, really she doesn't point, leave yeah. in like, an irresponsible way. And she also always asks, like, do you want to come out with us? And Sylvie's like, no. But yeah, I really like the kind of yeah. change, the shift between them. No, same. I do really like the man. And I also like Carl's man as well.
0: Yeah, yeah, yeah. Jules, Jules seems lovely as well. Um, I don't have anything else to add. No. Do you? No, I,
1: I don't think I do. Okay. I think that's all for the so next get chapter, into I think. Here and come back in the yeah. week's time, talk about the second half, which is, you know, as always, it's the juicier half. Mm-hmm. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, um, <laughs> we'll get more I'm into it. I'm excited to see what you think about the second half of the book. <laughs>
0: Thanks for listening to our episode in case tune in next time to hear about part two. If you'd like to contact us, you can contact us at donhannah273 at gmail.com or you can reach us at Twitter and Instagram at donhannahreviews. Thanks. thanks. Bye. <laughs>